going to change his life. Today I've got a podcast with a friend of mine, Devonte. Devonte is super, super cool. You know, he's worked on Doctor Who, he's a stuntable and everything like that. And we're going to chat about all of his TV experiences and life before getting into TV and everything like that. So without further ado, let's welcome Devonte to the podcast. So hello, how are you? Hey, hey. yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing very well today. Um, how, how are you on this day? I'm good. Nobody ever asks me how I am. I'm just like, well, yeah, I'm good. I'm busy, hit the gym this morning. This is the earliest podcast I've ever done. So before work is quite something. So thank you for fitting me in your busy schedule. No, no, today today is like the best day. Today is a nice Wednesday off. <laughs> well, how, how have you um, been in terms of work? Have you been really busy at the moment? Like, what's it looking like for you? I've been quite lucky because I was going to take just some time off and just focus on just different bits and bobs in life. But as... As the last job finished, Doctor Who, a friend of mine's been working on the new Famous Five that is filming. Uh, so they were like, do you want to come on and help out and do some daily work? So it's been really nice to have a bit of time off and then jump straight back into it for a bit. But then also have time off in between because you're not needed every day, which is quite nice. Yeah, I can imagine. And I know you said Doctor Who really quietly then, but I heard it and I'm going to ask you about it in a sec. <laughs> but I'll I... say Disney, Disney and Russell T will literally kill me. Why? It's all secret. It's all. It's I'm not going to ask you all about like. Oh yeah, tell me all of the storylines. I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to ask well, you, like, you know, was it busy? Like all of that stuff. But I'm going to get into that in a bit. I want to know about how you got into acting. Like, when did you say to yourself, "Oh my word, this is what I want to do"? I think as a kid, I used to be, I used to write a lot of stories and things like that. I used to. I wanted to be an author for the longest time, and then write comic books at the oh. same time. Like, I just want to make that. And then that kind of expression, I think, kept following me. And then I kept kind of acting things out. And I was like, oh, I quite, quite like this. And I did a few plays as a kid. And then when I was in college, I was studying media and we made a short film. And during that time, I was like, oh, no, this is what I want to do. I'm having a lot more fun doing this. So I started doing some uh, performing arts course and took that to uni and then just early days. But I want to say, because I'm a big old nerd, it was watching David Tennant as a kid and being like wow I want to be like him when I grow up <laughs> and now you've met the block so that's <laughs> crazy so when you went to university what did you study theater and drama so we we studied plays and we studied acting styles and um we had a lot of time to work on our own work and build your own stuff and also just work with like multimedia performances and different types of plays different types of acting and working under high pressure and things like that it was yeah, I think it was good. That's so cool. I've been interested, actually, because a lot of people, when they come out of university, they struggle to find, like, jobs and things like that. I know that, like, when I left uni, I was applying for everything under the sun, and then I got really lucky <laughs> when I got the Channel 4 scheme, and that was, like, you mm. know, great for me for a year. But how did that work for you? Did you stumble right into a job? Like, what was that situation? I think, yeah, when I left uni, um, I think the most unfortunate part of the university experience was they didn't really teach you what to do next. They kind of went, you need to find an agent and then you'll get work. But it doesn't really work like that. And I kind of knew bits and bobs from actors that I'd met during my time, like older actors and people that left and the alumni and stuff. But um, I didn't really get into it until after the pandemic. So I left in 2019 and then my first job was 2021. So I spent two years just kind of freelance acting and uh, doing productions and things like that where I could and, and 
helping out short films, making short films. But yeah, I just worked in retail in that time. You know, that's really interesting because like, I feel like sometimes in this creative world that we live in, people think that at the start of their career, pinging, pinging from jobs is like realistic, but sometimes like mm. it's not gonna work out for that. Do you know what I mean? But it's really, really cool how mm. you've managed to build your career to the where it is today within two years, essentially. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just kind of, I, I stumbled into it. I owe everything to, um, <laughs> he's going to love this, to a guy called uh, Tom Westgate, um, who hired me for the body double role. Um, That's Because with that, um, we, we joined a team of runners as well, because we were like runner stand-ins. And so I thought that really helped me. Like The way I describe it to people is like, it was diet running. Because it wasn't everything. It wasn't like doing that because you had to focus on doing your, your double work. But we just helped out with the runners. And I feel like I picked up a lot of things from that, which is then going to other jobs and, and things. Amazing. So, do you know, for the body double, am I right to ask a few questions now that, like, mm. it's on TV and stuff? Which, yeah, by yeah. the way... I watched before I met you and, you know, Becky, when we first met, she like said, oh, you know, Amir or whatever. And I was like, well, not personally, but yes, <laughs> I do. She was like, Devante's his um, body double. And I literally was like, oh, my God, we've got a celebrity in the building. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so how did that all come about? So you joined an agency, I'm guessing, uh and then somebody hired you from there? Yeah, yeah. So I joined them. Um, I was on like all the essay agencies who were sporting artists. And I'd done a bit of work during uni because like you're on a set and also you get 100 quid a day ish, maybe around that, which is big bucks when you're at uni, of course. That is many, many Jaeger bombs to be consumed with. That money. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and as many meal deals as you can get. Uh, and from that, um, I got hired for like a body double thing. And they did it in a way where it was like Mad Dog will like pay me for two, three weeks or whatever. And then the money will go. So they will go to them. And then after that, I got contracted because I was going to be on the show like full time. But yeah, I kind of stumbled into it because of that. And then, yeah, Tom hired me, brought me in. They uh, shaved off my beard, cut my hair so it looked like a Miz. And then did like costume fitting. But I hadn't watched the show. So I went back, watched season one, started season two. I never finished it in time. And then watch different things on YouTube to try and be like, oh, okay, this is this is the vibe of the show. So I'm not too shocked when you see a Galavespian or, or a giant polar bear or something. <laughs> That's so funny. That's just, like, amazing. And has, did that, like, skyrocket your career then? From that, could you just find work pretty much right away? Um ish um after the job finished took a long old break yeah it was a long like it was amazing it was fun and it was you know once in a lifetime experience and cast and crew were just awesome and annoying as it is when people say it's not about what you know it's who you know i feel like a lot of this side of stuff is yeah definitely oh and then they get to know you and then they go hey i need cover on this day can you get this runner in and you go into another team and it you kind of speak to them and then they like you and then they go into another job and 
you end up building like a network. It's so important in this industry just to like make friends and network with people because you never know where their career is going to go and how it might help you and things like that. Like um, in my office at the moment, we've just finished a production and my um, PM and then the person who runs my office, they met 18 years ago on a production and yeah. now they like have helped each other out and stuff. So it's just really, really nice. And it's just like, you know, it can open the doors to other things. 100%. I'm not going to lie. You probably spend more time in the office or on location or whatever than you do your own house in this industry. It's just like the brutal way it is, unfortunately. Yeah, it's why, like, what is it? We, The last place me and my friend got, because um, he was a, he's a production runner. And I was running at the time and we were like, we're just paying rent, but we're literally just spending money on just a bed because that's all it is. <laughs> that's literally crazy. And um, this is like a weird question because I've seen all of the series. I am completely obsessed with it for like ages. And I was just interested, like, can you actually see yourself in it? Like how, is it like visible to the audience that like it's you and not a mirror? Do you know what I mean? My mum says she has, but I, d I don't know because mums are mums and she's amazing. You know, uh, your run is very silly. And she was like, I know your silly run. So I know that's when it's not a mirror and when it's not, you know, and I was like, thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, I'd like a little very, very tiny blink and you miss it featuring bit um, because someone dropped out in the day and they were like, bring Devontae in. Oh, they do like, facial mapping and stuff so like if it was a shot where I don't know um Will is running and he looks back or something they would take it from the bit like just before I look back but then it would like do certain things with the VFX and things like that so it kind of covers or like they put Amir's face over my face or I I've never seen the full effect but someone once told me he was like I've been looking at your face a lot like, what do you mean he was like there's scenes which we're using or we're using for the rough edit where you're in it. So you have to like map your face out, and move it over. And I was like, oh, that's cool. VFX heavy show. Honestly, that sounds so cool. And it's like mental. This is the way the world has like gone. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, a yeah. hundred years ago, we were using like huge cameras that could only pan side to side. And now <laughs> we've got all of this. It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy technology. I think it was like, I think I was very lucky to work on a show like that because I'm a big old nerd when it comes to things like this. So like, I'd speak to everyone, the VFX department, the puppeteering department, uh, the creature effects and all of that, and just be like, how does this all work? And they yeah. just sat, explained things to me. And I was just, every day, just, just my mind was blown by something new. They had this slow-mo camera, you know, for the finale with, um, it was it Azrael and Coulter, they have that, they do that jumping moment. Yeah. go slow-mo. There was like, it's this camera which like goes at crazy frames per second or something like that. And it's super slow-mo. And we got to test that out because um, before the actors arrived, they were like, we just want to get this done. We're going to do it in one take. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. So they tested it on us for like the full day. And we helped the dude set up the cameras and make sure it was all working and things. Because me and um, Lyra's double, Stacy, we would just we would just do that.
uh, every now and again. Yeah, it, just, it was so cool. That is actually mind blowing. Like that's so amazing. And did you film, because I know that um, we're at Cardiff area, the filming wasn't done in Cardiff. Did you have to travel for that then? Yeah, it was, um, what is it? We, we usually jumped on a minibus and they would take us to where we needed to go. But like, we went to like Bristol and we went um, further into England, lots of quarries, um, naturally. Uh, all over Wales, uh, beautiful, like, St. Govans and things. And they took us to Spain to film some of the stuff in Malefa World. And that was wicked. Um, and, yeah, it's really cool because there's lots of things in the show when you watch it. And, like, I feel like the same with Doctor Who. I'm sure, I'm sure you understand, um, Taylor, because, like, living in Cardiff, you notice it all, the magisterium building. And I'm like, it's just, that's just Cardiff Council. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's literally so true. It's bizarre because, like, I feel like Cardiff is is just the heart of, like, music, film, everything. Like, there's mm. so much going on here. And there's, if you turn a corner, there's a student film being made, something for the BBC happening, yeah. all of this. So, like, yeah, I get that completely. It doesn't ruin the magic by any means. In fact, I'm just like, I don't think it's quite nice. <laughs> Yeah, um, definitely. Well, I wanted to ask you a question because I'm obsessed with like musicals and everything like that. So everything musicals, just ask me and I'll probably know the answer. And um, I wanted to ask, do you know Lin-Manuel Miranda? I Indeed. was wondering, like, what was he like? Is he just singing musicals all the time? Yeah, in the best. <laughs> He's the nicest man in the world. He is like like a Disney character come to life. Like everyone, he just, everyone was so happy with him around because he's just a ball of energy. And my partner, he um, puppeteered Hester for season two. So they had quite a close bond. So like, they were always happy to see each other and they were like, ah! And then like, they did this really sweet thing on one of the takes when, you know, in his exit from the show, um, without any spoilers, he leaves through the portal Mm-hmm. Um, they had a little puppeteer Hester waiting for him on the other side, and he was like, "Oh my god!" And it was very sweet because like, I go see my Hester. So much. <laughs> so, dude, like, yeah, so lovely. You'd never know any of these things if you hadn't worked on it or hadn't spoken to somebody. So I think that's so <laughs> lovely. Yeah, I think Lynn is just like absolutely incredible, and maybe like the. Elon Musk of musicals and Disney. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and he's just, I don't know. There's there's things where I, like every one of his projects are just good. They're always going to be good. He's, he's just, he's just amazing what he's done. And like, obviously coming from just a dude in college who likes musicals to where he is now. You're like, it's an inspiring story. He's wicked. Amazing. Do you think I can get him on my podcast as well? <laughs> I, You know what? I'd say, Reach for the stars and I'm sure he would answer. <laughs> one day, I'm telling you, one day. <laughs> Honestly, and you'd have a great time. And you'd be laughing the whole time. You'd no. really enjoy the man serotonin. I love that. I'll be very excited. And now that we've talked all things His Dark Materials, can we just going to briefly cover Doctor Who? Because I know that it hasn't come out and you've just finished and you can't like chat too much about it. But what was your role on the production? I was a floor runner. Um, on on the newest season of Doctor Who, and did you? Uh, and I loved it. I'm uh, same as you, uh, big old nerd. 
I've loved it since 2005. Uh, been obsessed with it since. So like working on it was, I don't know, a bit of a dream come true, you know? Lots so of full things. 360 moment. Honestly, yeah. It was the reason why I got into this industry back in the day. And now it's like, I've worked on it and I'm like, wow. Like a lot of the crew as well either worked on it or are also fans. So you get to geek out about certain things. It was really nice to hear different people's experiences because a lot of people in a way were like, yeah, some of our behind the scenes team, uh, behind the team, behind the scenes team. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, uh, they would, like one of them, his name was Jonathan. He was like, I watched Doctor Who Confidential growing up. And then now he does the behind the scenes stuff to film little bits. And he was like, it's kind of, again, 360. And I was like, that's mad because all of us have like a connection to the show in a way. And he's real sweet. He's real nice. Made a lot of great friends there. Oh, amazing. That's so exciting. And, you know, like Doctor Who has been going on for like, you know, 60 years now. So it's not as if it's like a new show. So like it's going to affect the lives of so many people. Like I remember first watching Doctor Who when I was like, honestly, I was about six years old um, because that was when the like series um, with Christopher Eccleston came out. And I was just like, oh, my word, like it shook me to the core. But like I liked it, and I was like, "That's cool." And um, again, like it's films and series like that that I'm just like, I want to work on shows like that. Like that would be so cool. It's magic. It's a magic show, and it's just, I don't know. It's just it's just cool, isn't it? It's just a cool <laughs> TV. It's not it is it isn't it isn't it? It's really really nerdy, and it's really really geeky, and I can't. You know, never say that in a bad way. I just don't think that there's anything bad about being a little bit of a nerd or being, like, freakishly intelligent about, like, one sort of thing. Like, I'm just like, give it to me. Like, that is so cool. I just need to know everything about it, you know? I'm just like, I need to know every single bit of lore and things like that. It was a bit mad. And, like, I think, because it was really my first proper running job as like a floor runner because i know you've either done dailies or like before it was like body doubling slash running work this was like the first time i really had like a full contract on a floor running situation so it was very uh a bit nerve-wracking at first because you have very different responsibilities and things like that with all of that being said so like how did you land the role was it who you know or did you apply for it i could imagine like via screen alliance or something yeah, I did. Um, what is it? I did apply for everything under the sun that I thought I could do for Screen Alliance. But I was quite lucky because a friend of mine was working on it and he got me in for some dailies during the shooting of the specials. So I got to know the team and then they asked me to join them um, for duty series. So it was nice because it kind of led into each other in a way. Yeah, um, But I did try every way to get on that show any way I could at the moment. They were like, they're filming the the specials. I was like, oh my God, I need to be on it. I want to do it. I need it. That's so cool. Like at the moment, I'm trying to find work and it really is like just like sending your CV off to anyone and everyone. And then it does take that one person to be like, you know what, we're going to give this person a crack. And like, it can be totally life-changing for some people. So like... Mm-hmm. 
having that opportunity to work on Doctor Who. Like, I'm sure if there's any other series coming out, I'm sure you'll be straight onto that again. But it's just exciting. Like after leaving his dark materials, yeah, so took that time off for a bit, just because it was it was you know a bit uh, hectic and stuff. So I took some time off and then just tried to send my CV out everywhere I could, but. Some people would get back to me and it was like I struggle finding running work because at the time as well, there was quite a few big productions going on in Cardiff. But like as we were filming, like his Down Material season three, we had like Willow was being filmed here and the Tom Hardy movie Havoc was being filmed here. We had Casualty and you had, there's a few other projects that have slipped my mind, but they were all going on. They'd all come to a close by the time we had finished. So January to like March was a bit of like a, wilderness years of of running work like some people were doing it but they were doing it further away and some people were doing it like they went to london and did some stuff there but yeah it was a bit of a weird time january december time it's just a dry spell for tv normally yeah. isn't it tv doesn't stop filming it's going all year round but it, it has to it has to stop at some point it does. It definitely does. And it's sometimes really, really difficult when a production ends. Like the show that I've been working on now, it came out Monday and then it's going to, episodes can be coming out weekly for the next six weeks. But now that production's finished, I've been like working on that show for like eight months and it's just a bit like, hmm, what now? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like where, where, what's next? What what to do next? Where would you want to go to next? Would you want to go to a to a drama? Would you want to go to like the historical? Yeah, would well, you... I really want to get on location and stuff. So I really would like to um, get on location in dramas. I would just love to do that. So for my Channel Four graduation film, I've actually done like a three minute drama. And nice. I've never done anything like that before. Like, it's really, it, it was really difficult for me to be like, right, this is the script and this is what we're going with. Because in like, you know, fact ed and documentaries, you have like an idea, but it's not a script. You know what I mean? It's like, I want you to cover this, this or this. But like, yeah, I'd love to get into dramas. And at the moment, it's actually really cool. So um, a couple of my friends, they did sound tech at uni. So this is going to be like their um, summer project after leaving uni. And it's just so cool being like surrounded by people who are just so creative and just can do stuff like that. I'm just like, yeah, I love it. Just maybe just a little less violin and a little bit more piano and a little bit more this. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twiddle, twiddle, twiddle their thumbs. And there we go. And it's just amazing. So yeah, in short, I rambled on a bit, but in short, I'd love to get on location. That's very cool. That's very cool. I'll have to watch the film when it, uh, if you release it anywhere publicly. Thank you so nice. much. I remember in um, university and we were all doing our final film projects and we had a screening day. So I did, my final project was a documentary, but we had, you know, everybody else doing their own sort of films. We had a screening day and it was just so cool watching like everybody else's projects. I'm like, Oh my word! We spent three or four years in uni to this moment. It's nice. It's uh, it's just cool. I think it's cool as well. Like, I'm sure you felt it with like your friends in uni, where it was seeing the finished product, and you're like, "Wow, you you made it! You did it! That's amazing!" Yeah. And maybe they, maybe they didn't change it either way. It's still it's still awesome. Yeah, it's really really cool, and like I think as well, like to anybody who 
is um, in university now that might be listening, I think it's just so important to stay in contact with all your friends because, again, you don't know where their career is going to go. No, no. So. And if you if you're creative with them, just keep creating stuff. I think. Definitely never stop. And like, that's one reason I started this podcast because I was like, you know, realistically, I can't go out and shoot lots of films and stuff, but I want to be creative in my own little way. And I love chatting to people. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to start a podcast and just get everybody chatting about their own little thing on here. And yeah, it's just really exciting. No, it's amazing. And it's, it, it's awesome you've done that as well. Like I was going through them. Um, I've got some downloaded. And oh, I was like, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I need to just, I'll be going for a walk today at some point. So I will, I'll give them a listen. Oh, uh, thank you. But yeah, it's just, it's cool because you cover like so, like a huge range. You talk about running, you're talking about like important issues. Then you talk to like silly actors like myself. And it's fantastic. It's awesome. Thank you. Well, that's actually where the name came from. So Tader's Life, because I wanted to not have like a niche. I wanted it to be like, I want to get snippets of everyday people's lives. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, some people... They struggle mentally or physically or whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm just like, well, we need to talk about that. And alongside that, like, people have really, really cool careers and hobbies and stuff. So, like, why narrow yourself down to, like, one avenue when you can chat to everyone and it'll be really cool? <laughs> nice. Well, move. Thank you very, very much. I have one final question before we close up, Devonte, And it would be, well, it is, not it would be, it is, what advice would you give somebody who is trying to get into acting, but they're struggling? I would say, it sounds really silly, but I just literally used to be like, keep on making stuff. Keep watching things that you're into. If you've got a favourite actor, consume everything that they have and they've got to offer. Even if you're a fan of Joe Pesci, listen to his 90s rap album. Um, it's not, it's okay. Um, just, just keep watching things, keep taking notes, keep... Watching people as well, I feel like people are the best studies, you know, not just in that way of breaking down your friends' characters or whatever, but just how they act and, and find things. There's always like, even in small towns and things, like just trying to join a group. If you don't have a group, make a group, get a, the crappiest camera you've got. If you can only afford like a 20 pound camera from Argos, like what me and my friends used to do, just use that to make movies. And then you'll find something. There'll be something out there. You'll stumble into something. And yeah, I think just keep on creating. I think that's been the biggest one for me. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's really good advice. Yeah, it's just been really cool talking about your experiences, Devante. And I think, you know, I'm happy to close this podcast, but I could ask you like loads and loads of questions, but um, we'll be here all day otherwise. But thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been, it's been fantastic. It's been lovely chatting to you. It's been lovely chatting to you and thank you to my listeners and I'll speak to you soon. Bye guys.